Hi, you're listening to In The Loop with Oxwash, a podcast where we talk to industry experts about the latest sustainability developments that you need to know about. So, hi everyone, welcome to Oxwash's first podcast, and obviously we wanted to kick things off with a bit of a bang. Um, So today, I'm very excited to welcome Joe from Thrift Plus, who's going to introduce himself in a second. But first, why are we doing podcasts? You know, in a world now full of people sat at home, listening to their own thoughts, we thought, why not share some of our own with the wider world and the public and our community? Now, one of our core beliefs at Oxwash is that clothes should live many lives. And actually, by taking care of them, making them last longer, we can really attack and reduce the overall impact of excess waste caused by the fast fashion industry and just consuming lots and lots of items of clothing. Um, And another brand that's obviously tackling this head on is Thrift Plus and Joe. So um, Joe, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. So maybe you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the magic and the story at Thrift. Yeah, perfect. Well, uh, yeah, Thrift, Thrift Plus, don't worry. Um, we, we use both here. So, yeah, um, thank you so much for having me, Carl. Um, so, I'm Joe, uh, founder of Thrift Plus. Um, we are, first and foremost, I guess we are a new way to, way to donate secondhand clothes. Um, uh, and we've also built a new place to shop for them, too. So, um, so we're, we're a place that you can um, donate your best secondhand clothes to your favorite charity. So I guess I started Thrift Plus looking at the charity shop model. It actually originally started as an app that we built for high street shop managers, charity shop managers. So working directly with those um, charity shop chains, trying to help them to sell online. So we were asking shop managers to find the three, four, five items a day, which they thought they might sell better online. Gave them the app to help upload them to a kind of local, almost like a local charity shop Gumtree website, it felt like. Um, And then uh, local shoppers would reserve and collect those items in the next few days. Um, But what we found was that actually we we were searching and searching through the racks, but actually not that many items were worth spending the time to take photos and the kind of extra energy. And, And also just charity shop managers are really busy. So that's how we um, switch the model to um, instead actually the way that it works now is that um, one of our donors will go onto our website, they'll order a thrift bag, it gets sent through the post in the next couple of days, you then fill it up with your best secondhand clothes, uh, send it back to us, we do all the work of photographing, listing online, we list it both on our own website, on our own shopping app, but we also sync all of our inventory with eBay to, to kind of maximize the chances of your items selling online. And then when they do sell, we split split the funds. So um, some of that comes to us to um, pay our staff and run the business. Um, some of it heads off to the charity that you've chosen, and then some you earn as Thrift Plus credits to, to spend online. Brilliant. That's an absolutely fantastic story and really interesting to see you know, how, how the evolution has come over time. Um, obviously, the big thing that we should probably touch on is the previous year. You know, I, I would imagine a lot of people have shifted mindset from going into charity shops on the high street um, and also being sat at home. You start to notice, actually, I've got a really big wardrobe that hasn't got any space for anything new at all. Um, so how has COVID and the past kind of 12 months really impacted you, your team and, uh, and the model at Thrift Plus, chap? 
Yeah, it's been a really, really interesting challenge, hugely stressful at times. Um, obviously, we run a, we operate a, a physical warehouse with with our thrifters. Um, this year, because people have been stuck at home, so we, we saw huge, huge demand um, in around April, you know, the start of the first lockdown, when um, people might have seen those photos of the of the um clothing donation bins and banks overflowing as just the kind of the whole charity shop model kind of ground to a halt when the shops were closed they couldn't sell any any clothes um and so and and people weren't kind of collecting all of those um and emptying all of those bins so they're just building up and up so that was that was at a time when people were stuck at home and actually wanting to make their homes more tidy and more neat and kind of big wardrobe clear outs it was almost like the entire country cleared out their wardrobe at the same time so we had this huge influx of clothes which is obviously brilliant that people were finding our proposition and it was becoming more relevant to help during this time and then the process that we went on over the summer some of our customers will know, will know it from the emails that we sent to them asking and thanking them for their patience as we were desperately trying to move into a bigger warehouse, hire more thrifters, get through an enormous backlog of clothes to, to list online, um, um, all while managing a COVID secure warehouse and keeping our thrifters safe. So uh, it's been a real challenge, but um, a really exciting period for the business where we've grown uh, about eight times over this last year. And um, and our and our warehouse team has gone from kind of six people in April to about thirty five people now. Brilliant. I mean, it's a real success story, and you know, I've I've been a fan for a long time, keeping an eye on on your movements and you know the rapid pivoting and movement and growth that you've had. And I mean, one one of the things we've seen at Oxwash actually for ourselves is an enormous growth in our B two C segment. People, their focus and the consumer, the conscious consumer mindset really has continued to evolve throughout the past 12 months. I mean, initially, my thoughts were that people will move away from being sustainable and more to the, you know, the tried and trusted methods of getting things clean, hygiene, where you purchase items from, buying new, not buying secondhand. But actually, it seems like COVID has been a real shuffle in, in conscious consumer mindsets. And a lot more we're seeing that today's consumer are looking for alternatives to fast fashion. Um, so I, I just wanted to hear from your point of view, Joe, kind of why you think that this has happened and where you think this trend will go in the future. Yeah, I think it's really it's really interesting. So our approach. Um, so I, I completely agree that there's that there's this kind of underlying trend of of the conscious consumer and that has continued to develop and and you know we've had a year where people have um i do think people have been um thinking more actively and uh, about their purchases and and actually it's kind of accelerated some of those trends we were seeing our our approach at thrift um is is actually to try and make it as mainstream a proposition as we possibly can so it's almost not relying on on people's on on, the, on that changing changing dynamic actually it's it's more like well actually if we want to make this mainstream if we want to genuinely change the majority of people's behavior then we need to make then we need to make this 
fundamentally better than shopping fast fashion. So not just better for the people who are actively making these choices, but better for just the, the standard choice of um, where do I shop? What's better value? Where do I get better choice? Where do I get the best service? Um, so we're, we're, I guess we're trying to compete with fast fashion on the same terms as fast fashion, which is um, first and foremost that people love the actual item and they want that item. Then they get a brilliant service when they shop for that, um, when, they, when they actually engage with the service and they get it within a, a few days and, um, and they have 30-day return policy. Uh, and, and I think that that is really important for the majority and for like a meaningful and systemic change to our shopping behavior as a population is to, is to understand the core drivers of people's behavior when they're shopping and actually give the people what they want. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> Could not agree more, my friend. Could not agree more. Um, so obviously with, with this kind of new model of trying to close the loop and extend garment lifetimes, you know, Let's say I've got a coat that I've had since I was at school, put on a bit of lockdown weight. It happens, I'm not going <laughs> to say, and I'd like to, you know, pass that item on and, and maybe donate a little bit of money to a, a charity at the same time. That's a much more complex logistics flow than traditional fashion, whereby it's linear. Things get manufactured, often imported, sold online, shipped to the end user. So with that circular model that both ourselves at Oxwash and you've, you know, you've really perfected at Thrift Plus come a lot of big challenges. Um, so I, I'd love to hear about maybe an example of one of the challenges that you've, you've managed to solve. Um, and maybe if you know of any other brands that are closing the loop on this model in other spaces that you really admire. Yeah, perfect. Um, it's interesting, actually. So um, there are aspects which are more complex. But if you think about the ASOS business model, they're getting batches of clothes made on the other side of the world. They're having to guess in advance how much of that stock they should be making. They have to pay for it. They have to ship it across the world. They then have to photograph it, photograph it, store it in a warehouse. And then they have millions of people all over the country buying it and they have to ship it to their doors using DPD Hermes, you know, that is already an incredibly complex model. It's just that it's very well entrenched and people understand how to do it. So the fact that we are collecting items, the, the, I guess the only complexity in our model is that we're collecting the items from people all over the country as a very first step um, in, in bags from people's doorsteps or from collect plus points all over the country. But that's kind of equivalent to ASOS's dealing with hundreds or thousands of suppliers um, across the world. So there's kind of, I'd say there's almost equal complexity and, and we, it's just that we need to be solving these things which haven't been solved or haven't been repeated for, for, decade, for, for, for a few decades, which, which ASOS have been doing. So, um, so I guess that's just kind of what I'd mention on the model is that um, you know, the ASOS business model is pretty complex, um, selling millions of items a week to, uh, around the, and sending them around the country. So um, it's definitely not um, unfeasible that we can solve this and build a company that is the size of ASOS but sells secondhand clothes. Um, that bit that we've solved, I guess, is making it, and, and we're really focused on, 
and we'll be doing and as well we'll be de developing the service more in the coming months is is making it as easy as possible for people to return their items to us we think that that making that part of the journey as frictionless as possible is actually what will drive this circular circularity in fashion we'll, we want to make it easy as easy to send it to us as it is to chuck it in the bin and we know that lots of clothes are going in the bin so we um you know we're, we're adding extra services at the moment it's mainly collect plus we have a dhl service which collects from your door but we're chatting to some of the partners including um you guys at oxwash about you know what are the services that are already coming to your door could we partner with with those companies and services so that you could hand your thrift bag to them and and then it's it's really simple for that to get back to us um we're looking at kind of the the lockers that you can go to that are kind of covid secure you don't even need to go into a shop or interact with any people so um different options we're looking at to make that part of the journey as simple as possible which i think is the unique part compared to the kind of asos business model and then sorry carl remind me what the second part <laughs> i got distracted there no no not at all that's absolutely brilliant to, to hear your point of view because you know from the from the outside and from the surface um the complexity of those bigger models seems to be obscured by very very polished offerings but you're right of course the, it's only the tip of the iceberg. And I really liked your point around trying to, to solve the aggregation. And I'm sure at the end of this podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about how, how we think we can tackle that together and, and share that with our audience. But my, my second part of this question was really, obviously, you, you and I are both tackling this problem from a kind of laundry service and a, and a charity shop resale point of view. But are there any other brands that you look to that you really, really like their model and think, yes, these guys are onto something. They've really managed to take a linear model and really close the loop well. Um, I'd love to hear if you have any favorites. Um, yeah, so I think, I think, I guess, looking out, at, looking at some of um, what some of the brands and re existing brands and retailers are, are doing, obviously, we've got a couple of partnerships um live with some some big retailers and, and brands but um i think that they so where where existing brands are introducing circular concepts for their line of clothing i think they're struggling i would say to get traction because from the consumer's point of view i i personally don't see it as the future where you send your the items you've bought from John Lewis, you send them back to John Lewis. The items you've bought from Levi's, you send them back to Levi's. Um, I feel like that's a kind of slightly clumsy approach, personally, to, uh, and it's brands and retailers almost kind of doing their best, but kind of reacting to stay relevant and, and in some cases survive. I think, I think that the true, a truly circular solution will be um, as it's clear, which is why we're doing it, you know, it will be an end of a, a specific service that is helping people um, in as in as the in the most convenient way possible to get their clothes back into circulation and not into landfill. So that's, I guess, where we're aiming, and and just my reflection on how certain brands are are launching specific offerings for their specific brand. I just don't think that's how consumers behave or or, or think in in terms of individual brands. Um, I think the companies that are doing a brilliant thing, and I don't, um, I won't pick out any specific favourites, but it's those ones that are that are actually 
starting, I guess, from from first principles. They're understanding what the what consumer behavior is right now and designing a solution for them which is completely relevant. So that would be um, some of the um, the higher models, uh, the subscription services. They're kind of saying, okay, what's a core group of customers and how can I build a solution that really, really suits them? Some of the children's wear, children's wear and secondhand children's wear in particular, in particular is a really difficult place to operate because the, the, the value of children's clothes secondhand is so low. So actually the kind of thrift plus model of uploading individual items doesn't work. So there's even more innovation there in terms of like children's bundles and subscription model, which makes it even more complex. And I can see there's quite a few companies kind of pivoting and working out and testing and experimenting in that space, which I think is really interesting too. Brilliant. No, that's really good to hear hear your point of view. I mean, one of the um, best examples I've seen of a, of a complete paradigm shift in terms of model um, that I've started using recently is called Wild, the uh, the deodorants. I don't know if you've seen these, um, whereby you have a, a, a your kind of roll-on stick, if you like, but then refill packs made of completely uh, organic biodegradable de- detergent and, and cardboard. And it's interesting because it's uh, it's it's old, but also you know, so new. Um, And there's so many examples of those out there. And, you know, a charity shop is being digitized in front of our eyes so successfully. We're very proud to be associated with that. Um, But obviously, there's always more to be done. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our audience are like, this is great. I'm going to jump straight on to to Thrift Plus and donate my clothes and get a clear out going, you know, heading towards our spring clean peak. Um, But, you know, outside of that, Joe, what, what more would you say to our listeners that they could be doing at home is it a massive change in mindset is it lots and and of little things more often what's your point of view in the way that you kind of live your life and and try to be more sustainable um yeah i would hate i would hate to to preach and that's absolutely not what thrift plus what thrift plus is about as as hopefully has come through in terms of really understanding what are the core what's the reality of life when when you're shopping and and what what are you looking for? And and people's lives are incredibly busy. And and so so I absolutely don't want to preach. I guess like there's some really positive things which can come out of, I guess just making more considered choices when, um, when we are out shopping, and and I'd say typically that does mean shopping less, but it doesn't mean enjoying shopping any less. And um, it could I, I guess I'm excited when we come out the other side of of the covid pan- pandemic is I, w- I wonder if it might mean shopping in store a, a lot more again actually getting back to the experience of going shopping where we're actually trying on clothes and only buying what we actually know fits what we actually definitely like the look of and we're not just kind of like trying it on and saying mm, meh, yeah it'll, it'll do i can't be bothered to send it back kind of thing and and i think if we start making and millions of people are already doing this and, and I realize it's relatively simple but like if we start start making those more considered choices it actually feels good and, and you will feel better I think the kind of like words that you would describe of that approach and of that kind of wardrobe would be the kind of neat simple where you're cherishing items and that's that's countered with the other side which would be a kind of busy cluttered and wasteful you know like this is this will genuinely make 
you feel better behaving this way. And, and I hope that goes along with the Thrift Plus kind of message of, of, a, of something that is fundamentally better than, than what we were doing before. No, very well said. I completely agree. And I think from, from personal experience, you absolutely do get that warm, fuzzy feeling when you make a choice that you know is perhaps slightly uh, more expensive or slightly harder to do. But, you know, the best things in life are other things that take time to do. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, um, obviously, we should definitely touch on where we can cross over and where Thrift Plus and Oxwash are now you know, charging forwards and starting to experiment to see how we can work together. Um, and for for our audience, I think this really, just to clarify this, with a garment of any kind, whether it's a favorite pair of Levi's or whether it's a, a, a barber jacket and everything and anything in between, there's a whole life life cycle of that product. It's the amount of energy, water, material, chemistry, um, and the workforce, obviously, and the team that make the item and manufacture it in the very first instance. There's a logistics cost, as, as Joe's already touched on, that big companies like ASOS have to fulfill shipping these items worldwide to the end user. Um, then where we come in at Oxwash is, you know, how do you keep that item clean? You know, when it's new, that's the that's the best it's ever going to look unless you really look after it super well. And, you know, we're super proud to be focused on bringing a truly future-proof and, and cleaner-than-clean service to many of our customers in the way that we wash and wet clean, i.e. dry clean items. Um, but then obviously items do eventually reach the end of their useful life with with a person. And that's where we're now looking towards the future around, yeah, absolutely, as Joe said, let's not throw that item in the bin. Um, let's give it another lease of life. And Joe, maybe something I'd just like to uh, to get your opinion on is really at that point where you have an item that's maybe looking a little bit battered, um, maybe needs a bit of, of, of upcycling, repair work and a good clean. Um, how often in your experience do you find that actually, yeah, giving giving some careful thought and investing in that particular item slightly um, really helps to kickstart its second life, so to speak? Yeah, I think that there's some nice um, phrases there, which is that, that kind of new lease of life, second life. Uh, we, we sometimes talk about, you know, an extra loop of ownership um, before those items um, go on to um, to be at their end of life. So um, I think that's really important and it will reduce our overall demand for fashion and the overall consumption of the population. And And I'd say the thing that, the thing I'd say as well, you mentioned items looking a little bit tired and, and, and people and people just get themselves tired of certain items as well when you wear it, wear it and wear it and wear it. And um, the nice thing I guess we're seeing at Thrift Plus on, on the selling, on the kind of shopping side is that we're seeing people donate, people who are shopping premium brands. So those are, so we kind of premium high street brands. That's, we see that as our real sweet spot. Um, because um, people people are donating these premium brands. So by those, I mean kind of the whistles, cos, and other stories, Levi's, Diesel. The, these kinds of items are, you know, £80 pounds plus, you know, 80 to £120 pounds new. And that is, you know, genuinely unaffordable for the majority of shoppers to kind of make everyday purchases like that. But then you turn them secondhand and they're between 15 and 20 pounds and you're directly at the same price point as ASOS, but now you're getting a, a cos dress. So um, I think there's a really nice um, 
shift of of opening up those brands to people who maybe otherwise couldn't have afforded them and and these are secondhand items so maybe maybe they are looking a little bit tired to to some shoppers but to other shoppers they're just absolutely delighted that that now um they can be enjoying cos and whistles and, and other stories items when they maybe couldn't have before yeah no really good point and uh, of course uh one, one person's trash is another person's treasure yeah, exactly. <laughs> and i and I am certainly a big fan of a, an old TV show called Scrap Heap Challenge. I don't know if you've ever watched it. Watched <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Definitely gets more perspective on uh, on things. But of course, 20, uh, the last twelve months in the story so far is is only the beginning. And I'm sure that there are some big plans uh, that you've already kind of alluded to for Thrift Plus in 2021. Um, but if you've got any kind of points and and targets and cool projects coming out love to hear about them and what's what's coming up for thrift plus in 2021 yeah so we've um we've got a big old big old roadmap and a very ambitious roadmap i think the bit um, that i'm most excited about i kind of hinted at before which is trying this this part around trying to make it a, as easy as possible for people to return the clothes so so yeah i guess mentioning um specifically that our partnership with with Oxwash obviously will be recommending that um, that our Thrift Plus customers take a look at Oxwash and um, really care for their clothes and, and use those cleaning services to, to extend the life of the, the garments for themselves. And then um, and then we'll be using Oxwash's rider network so that actually if you have your bag ready to send back to us, either you can do it in the normal way and you can send it by your local Collect Plus store or get a DHL collection from your door. But actually even more sustainable and hopefully more convenient for you is to hand it to your Oxwash rider. They can then take it back to the to the lagoon and then we can collect in bulk from those lagoons. Um, again, just kind of using some of that reverse logistics and uh, aggregating that supply to mean there's fewer journeys coming to your door. So I'm excited to continue to build more partnerships in that area to make it as easy as possible for our um, donors to send us their clothes um, and we've got a few exciting brand partnerships we'll be launching another one at the end of January and then some some really cool uh, conversations in the pipeline with some some of the big UK brands and retailers so um, look out for those brilliant it's going to be a very exciting year I think for us together as our partnership grows Joe but obviously for Thrift Plus, it's going from strength to strength. And obviously, we wish you guys and the team at Thrift Plus all the best. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Oxwash First podcast. This has been great to have you. And uh, hopefully, we'll loop back round and be able to do another podcast in several months talking about the success of our collaboration. Yeah, um, thank brilliant. you so much. This has been really, really exciting. And for all our listeners, please head over to, to Thrift Plus on their website, get a bag in the post, and, and get donating. <laughs>